With Capella University's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Right now in this new economy is the time to choose yourself. And there's very few people I trust to give guidance on side hustles, on how to monetize content and so on. One of those people is my good friend, John Morrow. He's been on my podcast. I've been on his podcast. So I'm going to tell you a new way that you could earn six figures just as a freelance writer. And I really think this is important. I reached out to John, have him on my podcast, and I really wanted him to talk about this, but also I wanted to send people to his site. So there's a big shift happening in the writing world right now. Chances are you've heard magazines and newspapers, they're just struggling to stay alive. And many aren't even paying writers anymore. I used to work for all these newspapers. They're paying practically nothing now. But here's what you haven't heard. The money is not disappearing. It's just shifting into a new kind of work. And if you're willing to make that shift, and I know if you've been listening to this podcast, you are willing to make that shift. It's actually shocking how much money you can make. So my good friend, John Morrow, has been training writers how to do it. And he has students making six figures. I know this. I know them. They're all working from home and they work whenever it suits their schedule. This is no joke. It's a big opportunity. I called up John. I asked him to put together a free class to teach you about it. You can get the whole thing by going to smartblogger.com slash James. That's smartblogger.com slash James. I have to admit there's a catch. He's only going to give away free access for the next couple of days. But if you're intrigued by the idea of doing freelance writing work, Go there now and grab your spot at smartblogger.com slash James. All the time people ask me, James, if you were 22 years old coming out of this lockdown, what would you do to make a living? This is what I would do. And this is how I would do it. I would go to smartblogger.com slash James. If you're there, say hi to John for me. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is The James Altucher Show. All right, welcome to the first episode of Side Hustle Fridays. I would have to say, since this pandemic started, I've had more questions about side hustles and what should I do for money than ever before. And not not questions about stocks. Stocks are not a side hustle. And we're, we're heading into a very uncertain environment. Who knows what stocks will go up, what will go down, when the market will go up, when the market will go down. And by the way, I don't even like the word side hustle that much, even though we're calling this side hustle Fridays. Like, I don't really care if you could make $6 an hour walking a dog. I'm only going to talk about side hustles every Friday that could turn into, if you want, not only a very good living, but even a million or multi-million dollar business or greater. So every side hustle we discuss on Side Hustle Fridays will be a business that not only can you make a living from, but if you really pursue it, and I'll describe step-by-step each Friday how to pursue it, if you really pursue this, it could turn into a million dollar business. And today I'm going to discuss online newsletters, which is an insanely profitable business. Like just to give the basics on it. Imagine you write something, you send out an email to a thousand people. All those thousand people are paying you $10 a month to see your monthly email to them. You're making $10,000 a month. That's, that's the basics. It costs you essentially zero or next to zero and you make the full $10,000. Joining me as a guest today is David Newman, who was the publisher of my old newsletter company, Choose Yourself Media. And we had tens of millions of in revenues. Uh, David, welcome to Side Hustle Fridays. Hi, James. Nice to, uh, nice to see and talk to you today. You've been involved in newsletters for like 30 years, so I don't even have to go over your, your background, but uh, you've also been now advising lots of newsletters. I won't name anything specifically, but you've continued staying in the newsletter business, and I wanted you here just so as I'm ranting about newsletters, I could ask you about what current best practices are or if you have any suggestions or want to throw anything in feel free to interrupt or I'm going to ask you questions or whatever. 
Happy to do it, James. And just so everybody knows there, the business is just getting better and better. We see it year after year. We think, how much better can this get? Have we not saturated the market? And every year, it's just better and better and better. Well, actually, David, let me ask you about that before I get into this step-by-step why, how, what, where. Uh, you know, you see companies now, like when we started, there wasn't companies like Substack.com, which allow you to just, it's almost like newsletter as a service. Uh, it used to take six months to start an onla- a real good best practices online newsletter. And I would say Substack is good at setting up a very basic no frills newsletter. They handle a lot of the complicated stuff. I wouldn't say they're best practices for building a multi-million dollar business, but they're very good for building a solid lifestyle business in the newsletter space if you have a good idea. And I've seen so many newsletters sign up there. You don't think there's a chance for saturation there? No, I really don't. I think there's a market for just about anything anybody can go up with. And then if you've got a good one and you continue to hone your craft, work really hard at it, uh, communicate well with your audience, you'll rise to the top. So I agree. Substack, I think, is a perfect place right now to launch a newsletter and then pretty quickly to be able to ask people to start paying. Yeah, I, I agree. And we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, you know, again, I think the why of newsletters is that they're extremely cheap to produce. It's a, you know, people are used to reading a newspaper. A newsletter is the same thing, essentially, but online, it's like you have your own online newspaper and you could charge, there's two business models. You can either charge subscription, like, oh, I'm going to have James's stock ideas and charge $10 a month, or I can have it be ad supported. So I could get many more subscribers and then reach out to sponsors and it could be ad supported. And there's nuances in that model, which we'll discuss. But I also want to mention why emails? Like aren't emails old school? Should I build up my social media following? And it's just interesting to note, and David, you could confirm this, you know, Twitter, if I tweet something, if I say, hey, here's my stock pick of the day, maybe best case, 1% of my Twitter followers will see that tweet. So the the open rate, it's called, of that tweet will be 1% of my following. On Facebook, it'll be somewhere between 6 and 10%. Best case, 10% of my friends and followers will see it. But email, a good, successful email newsletter will probably be 15 to 20% open rates or more. Am I correct on the percentages, you think, David? No, you're, you're absolutely correct. And that's for your free. If you've got somebody paying um, and then they've got a real vested interest in it, your open rates are going to be um, 50, 60, 70, 80%. And so that's huge. And just as an example, so in 2015, February of 2015, we officially launched Choose Yourself Media. I, at that time, had an email, a free email list of 30,000 people, which I wasn't monetizing. But my open rates were probably what you were talking about just then, like over 50%. You were giving away great content for years, James. You gave, 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 and never asked anybody to buy anything from you. Um, You were probably the first in in a certain kind of email newsletter that was doing, which was really pouring your heart out to everybody. You kind of created that type of newsletter there. People were really interested in it. So your open rates were phenomenal. So, well, well, let me ask about that because I had a I had, I had a free newsletter and I wasn't putting ads. So, which, by the way, is a, not a bad way to start this type of business because, as David just described, that's how I started it. And, you know, 2015, that year we started, what did we have? Like 15, 16 million in revenues year one. And we were profitable. 17 and a half million. 17 and a half million. And, and that's net revenues. Gross revenues is another topic. But, um, and then my peak year was probably 2017, 2018, which was about 60 million in revenues, not necessarily more profitable because we spent a lot on ads and you were gone, David, and, and uh, maybe we, who knows, but you know, even, well, I'll get more to business models in a second, but there's, there's the model of having a free email newsletter, using that to build up subscribers and then figuring out what your actual business model is going to be. Then there's, um, as I mentioned, there's ad supported, there's subscription supported, then we're gonna, I'm going to talk about some topics, and I'll just define them now. There's the front-end newsletter and the back-end newsletter, and then there's the bundled newsletter. So again, free is what it says, free. Um, then there's the front-end, which is like a higher... Op- it's like you have your free newsletter and your subscription newsletter, but the front-end is not so expensive that you're going to make a ton of money, but it's basically a 
a, a front end to eventually a more expensive back end newsletter. So my free newsletter might be, here's all my ideas of the day. I'll send it to you for free every day. And then my front end newsletter might be, here's my stock pick of the week for $50 a year, some cheap price where you enter in your credit card and you identify yourself as a paying subscriber for $50 a year. I'll give you my stock pick of the week. And then a back end might be for a thousand dollars a year. Uh, you're going to get my, you know, all my analysis and three emails a week of, you know, stock arbitrage situation, something a little bit more complicated. I'll have fewer subscribers, but I'm charging a lot more. And that's in that particular model where you have free front end, back end, again, free is free, front end is cheap, back end is really expensive. That's ostensibly where you make most of the money. And then bundle is if you have a bunch of these back ends, you could bundle them together for another price, like a lifetime price of $5,000 and you get all of James's stock strategies for the rest of your life. You know, that's a bundled product. Is that a rough skeleton, David, would you say? Am I missing, missing anything there? You got to know that's, that's it exactly. So the front end newsletter, which is where you're trying to get people to really understand what you're all about, you're starting to give them some real true recommendations of things. I recommend you do this, you do that. And you're free, you're just talking about whatever's on top of your mind that day in your area. But, but in that front end paid subscription, you're kind of giving them, you're, you're diving a little bit into it. I use the example all the time of if you're in a financial, you could say in your front end newsletter, buy Apple. And so that's something that the general population knows. They kind of understand Apple. They've heard about it. You're telling them why you think. In that back end, though, you're explaining to maybe that little chip inside there or that antenna inside there. You're getting really deep into things much more speculative, usually much more risky in the financial area there. And so that's why usually you're charging a little bit more money for it at that point, because it is a little more speculative, a little bit more risky, and it's a lot more research on your side to do that, James. Right. But lately, I've been converted to the idea that backends are, are not as useful. Like you said, there are a lot of work. There are a lot of research. They do make a lot more money, but we'll describe in a second how your free newsletter can be very profitable and just a basic Substack style subscription newsletter can also be uh, extremely profitable and also a, a multi-million dollar business. There's a couple other aspects to the business model, which I'll get to. I always like to think in terms of a spoke and wheel. So the idea might be, you know, James's investment advice, and it gets more and more complicated, the more expensive the product. But newsletters are one spoke, podcasts are another spoke, coaching might be another spoke, community might be another one. And there's, we'll, we'll cover some of these folks in, in different side hustle Fridays, but uh, just be aware. I, I do think newsletter is the most profitable of these, but there are, there are other models. Community is a great one, and I'll discuss that a little bit before this ends. But um, just in terms of topics, someone hears this and they're thinking, before they think, should I charge a subscription? Should I be free? David, we used to always, there was a slogan like five, six years ago, you could start a newsletter um, particularly a subscription one, if um, and and the phrase was uh, you your topic should be to get paid, to get laid, or to lose weight. So get paid means an investment product. Um, get laid means like dating advice, and lose weight is like a diet newsletter. But now on Substack, I mean, I'm seeing everything. There's like people paying for newsletters about politics or newsletter about economics, but not you know, not with actionable advice. New, there's the second most popular newsletter on, on Substack is Sinocism. It's just information about China. And that guy's probably making $100,000 a month. So what's, what's the lay of the land in terms of topics these days? I always still think investment newsletters where people are getting actionable advice on how they can make money is a no-brainer, but it seems like it's, it's spreading wider now. Totally agree. You can, you can create a newsletter on anything you're passionate about, and there's an audience out there who wants it. You do a really good job, you start giving them content, you let them understand who you are and what you're about, you will find a subsection of that who will pay you, and Substack does a fantastic job of that. I still believe the, the health, the fitness, the dating, and the financial are probably the really big numbers. Um, there's, there's financial newsletter companies out there that are doing over a billion dollars a year. I, you can't do that in every single one of these sections, but you can make a nice living in just about anything, James. Yeah. Like, uh, 
again, you're, you're right. So, so I don't know what the Wall Street Journal or the Financial Times makes in profits. I assume they lose money. There are newsletter companies out there that people probably aren't even aware of that are so huge. They have many more, 10 times as many subscribers as the Wall Street Journal and maybe even make a billion in profits because there's not that much expense to setting up a newsletter. And then each additional subscriber costs you nothing in terms of new, you don't have to hire new people for every new subscriber. You might have to advertise a bit more to get the subscribers, but once you have the subscribers, each additional new subscriber costs like a penny. Yeah, you mentioned something that was really interesting and, and uh, you mentioned Substack, which I think is a great company. And Substack has been doing a fantastic job of, of letting people come onto their platform and talk and then, and then um, decide to charge whatever they want. Something new Substack has just started is this bundle. And they're saying, if you can find like-minded people or maybe people in some verticals, not exactly what you're in, but, but you think people might be interested, they're allowing people to get together and say, you know what, you can get these four newsletters for 50% of what it would cost to buy each one individually. And so each one of the writers is now benefiting from bundling with other people writing on Substack and their, their, uh, their audience is just expanding um, exponentially now because of that. And so it's working really well. And I would also add that it's not such a, people think they should only have, they, or they can only do one newsletter. It's not such a bad idea for the individual, the listener, to do three or four newsletters or have your friends help you with newsletters and you set everything up for them and then you create your own bundles of your own material. I think that's probably the most profitable way to go at this. So, um, and again, I keep thinking of, of topics like not all investment advice works, not all diet advice works, not all picking up, you know, dates advice works. Like we've seen it um, where investment advice, there has to be a certain I don't know how you describe it, sexiness to it. Like some of the best investment strategies don't necessarily make good newsletters because buying municipal bonds at discounts is not going to translate to a great newsletter business. But buying options on Apple, I've seen people charge thousands of dollars a year on when the right times and right options are to buy. It's, I've seen a newsletter just buying options on Apple that have that charges like 5,000 a year. So, but, uh, and on diets, I don't know. I don't know. You'd have to be you, you have to be still really clever to offer something unique. And I think, how do you validate an idea? A couple of ideas I'll suggest. One is go on Quora, Q-U-O-R-A.com. That's a Q&A site. People ask questions. Anyone can answer. See what types of questions people are asking. See where your expertise is or what your interests are. Answer a bunch of questions. If you get a lot of engagement and likes and followers because of the questions you're answering and they're about a certain topic, you could now start a free newsletter and encourage people at the end of your answers, hey, for more info on this, here's a link to my free newsletter. You could use substack.com to create your newsletter and so on. Or as David mentioned, I was just writing, I was writing a free newsletter, which for years, from 2012 to 2015, where I probably leaned a little bit towards entrepreneurship. I never did investing at all. Probably a little bit I leaned on entrepreneurship, but it was mostly my own experiences writing about what happened to me in entrepreneurship. Sometimes I would write about, um, oh, the 10 things I learned from Steve Jobs or 10 unusual things about Google or whatever. I'd, I'd go back and forth between my own stories, stories about how to be a good entrepreneur and stories about what I learned from various real or virtual mentors. And that's kind of how I built up an email audience from, from scratch. And then when David and I first started working on Choose Yourself Media, we, we started a front end, which was going to contain one, it was going to be once a month and it was going to have one investment article and one kind of lifestyle slash health article and maybe some smaller points. And, I, I, and then what we did was we contacted a bunch of other email lists and we said, hey, can you advertise us on your free email list and we'll give you whatever a split of, that's called an affiliate deal, we'll give you a split of whatever revenues bring in. And there's various software to track that. Like, like David, what's some of the software to track that? Uh, we, we use all kinds of stuff. Uh, After Offers was one we used back with you there now. And my team knows it well. We, we use all different kinds nowadays. One of, the, one of the two of the things you mentioned, James, that's really, uh, really important, I just wanted to stress is 
when you go on Quora, don't ever get discouraged if you see a whole bunch of people talking about or you go on Substack in people writing newsletters in the area you're passionate about. There is plenty of room for your newsletter in that same area. Your voice is going to be so different than anybody else's voice. And the second thing is, it takes time. You know, tomorrow you start writing, the next day you're not going to have 100 people following you. So just, just be aware, take time. You know, your mom and dad, your friend, wife, kids, they're, they're going to all subscribe for a while. Some of the best ones will talk about how for a year they had no subscribers, but they kept writing. And, and, uh, and, and before, they, before they realized it, they had a very successful newsletter there. They just kept at it. Yeah, I think that's right. I, I don't know what my first uh, number was when I first announced my email newsletter in, in 2012. It wasn't very high and it, it does take time. Now, fortunately, I think things are a little faster uh, because of there's there's Substack. There's a competitor Substack called Ghost. There's also ways now on LinkedIn, you could start a newsletter and so on. But I'll just say to, to David's point about topic, on Substack, the top five paid publications, subscription newsletters are all about politics. And then the one after that is about bankruptcies. So it's a subscription service, but it's not, I don't know if there's anything actionable. I always, you can always charge the most when you're, you're recommending actionable advice that helps people. And so, so now I'm going down to number six, seven is about, um, or no, eight, uh, politics again. Uh, nine is curated blogs. Uh, 10 is, I don't know what it's about, but it's not actionable. 11 is uh, travel. Uh, 12 is a bundle. 13 is economics, but again, not actionable. 14 is economics. Again, not actionable. And by the way, I subscribe to every single one of these and they're all <laughs> great. So which is why they're at the top. But you're right. A lot of these are about politics, David. And I never would have suspected that would have been people would pay for that. Like Matt Tabibi, he left as a columnist for Rolling Stones. Now he's got tens of thousands of subscribers paying him $5 a month for his reporting. Yeah. And Substack does all the work. They collect the money. They take a 10% cut. They take out the credit card fee of 3% and you get the rest and you can leave. You get big enough or for whatever reason, you can leave with your subscribers. Oh yeah. You can, you, you, so that's the important, the real value in a newsletter is your email list. So like, for instance, LinkedIn lets you start a newsletter. And at the moment, they don't give you access to your email list. So I'm still seeing, you know, how valuable that is to me. But Substack lets you keep the, this almost, like I should have called Substack and made them sponsor this podcast. Like, <laughs> but I like what they're doing. It's very, it took me three minutes to start a subscription newsletter there and two minutes to start a non-subscription one. So it's very, it's a very good service. But um, let's see, I want to. You know, James, I'm, I'm consulting for two different companies right now that have been writing financial newsletters under other companies' banners for a while. And they've come to realize that their percentage take, their, the percentage they're getting keeps getting cut, and they really have nothing. They have no email yeah. list. They have nothing. And so they're trying to figure out right now, before they lose their entire audience, how can they build their own newsletter company? And so that's what we're consulting, because your newsletter company really is your email list. Um, and so that's where we're helping them. Right. Like if you're dependent on any one platform, and this is what's happening now with all these TikTok kids, they're really scared because if the US shuts down TikTok, they've got 20 million followers there and they haven't put in the effort to trick, convert these followers to emails or another platform or whatever. They lost the game. But if you have access to your email list, that's not, there's no one email platform. Like Gmail doesn't control the email names, you control the, the email names. So, Remember Vine? All the yeah. people that did so great on Vine and then next day Vine was suddenly gone. And all those great top people in Vine had no platform anymore, no audience. Yeah, so, so okay, so a couple more nuances, but I think it's a really good, important point. Topic, again, there's lots of ways to validate an idea. You could write about sports, politics. I, I, I always lean towards do some storytelling and give some actionable advice because then you always want to think not, I, this is how I think when I'm making a newsletter, I'm thinking, is somebody going to look at this newsletter and say, I've got to share this with my best friend. So if shareability is an important factor and people share actionable advice, they share a good story or they share information that they can't find anywhere else. 
So actionable advice, you know, like investing or very unique diet advice. Maybe another thing might be if you're writing about sports, not just only write about sports, but write about betting odds. Same thing with politics. There are various uh, betting sites. You could maybe, um, you know, anal- not just be a yet another person writing about who's going to be the VP pick, but here's the five election betting sites and what all the odds are and what seems like the reasonable bets. That seems to me like an interesting newsletter idea. Diets are interesting if you've got something unique. I would say dating is interesting, but even more interesting to me, I would subscribe to a newsletter that's about different persuasion techniques because you know all these dating newsletters and uh, were basically subsets of persuasion advice. Uh, I'm trying. Oh, you know what? You know what also would be great? A newsletter that just takes this podcast and rips it off. Like do a newsletter about uh, the side hustles and research side hustles every week and send out a newsletter about it. Like, you know, next week is step-by-step how to do a food truck or step-by-step how to go from being a virtual assistant to having your own social media agency. So, you know, kind of very actionable advice on how to build your business, change your life, whatever. Yes, you could do newsletters and people are doing it about politics or general stuff about sports or whatever. I don't know if I would charge or start off free, but again, you could validate an idea by going on places like Quora.com or even writing articles on LinkedIn or on Facebook and just seeing the engagement, expanding it out and give it a try. James, was, was one of them in that list an aggregator type number eight or something? was kind of a, a, an aggregator of different sites. Yeah, remember the browser? This was like an email list back in the day that was free, but now they're $5 a month. I guess they switched to Substack. So the browser is, they, they take daily writings, listenings on art, politics, science from all over the web. And like, for instance, the last one, it's just like a, a list of articles. So it takes around, here, here's the, the one that came out July 3rd. Um, or, uh, yeah, July 3rd, I guess, was the last one. It seems odd that it wasn't uh, uh, more recent. Um, but the last one was, it takes around 70 people to pull down the average statue of a person, and that links to an article. Then the next one is, here's U.S. military's moonshot DARPA programs. That takes you to an article. Michelangelo credited as artistic genius to the position of Murky. That takes you to an article. So those are all free articles around the web, and they're a great curator. By the way, another idea would be to read all of these newsletters and curate these newsletters. So kind of summarize the top 20 newsletters on you know, the internet and, and have links to them. Because you know, some of these are free, some of these are, are, are for pay, and it would be a good idea. There's so many of them, though. I don't know what to read each day. It, it would, it, nobody, I haven't seen anyone done a curator of high-end newsletters yet. Yeah, we, uh, my company, we do a couple of aggregator ones in certain topics. We do a, a crypto one, a gold one, a cannabis one, and we grab the best articles from all over and, uh, and then send that out free on a daily basis and monetize it via affiliate ads. So we're so let's, not let's, writers. Let's talk about that. So let me see, what, what's, the web, what's, what's your uh, site where you're giving those out? Uh, so Kennareads is a good one, C-A-N-N-A-R-E-A-D-S, com. Great URL. Um, I'm going to get one and, uh, uh, I'm going to click yes on everything. Oh, that's, I'm getting all your free giveaways. Oh, this is an important part here. So often the way you get subscribers for either a free or subscription newsletter, best practice is, Hey, get my free report on the, the James Altucher, you know, three, two, one diet. And but you've got to sign up for my, you know, put your email address here and now you're, you're signed in for my email newsletter and I immediately send you the first issue of my newsletter and I'll send you a free report on the James, describing the James 321 uh, diet and maybe each newsletter is more science about it or more recipes or whatever, but free reports are critical best practices for attracting people to your newsletter. When, when you say, David? Oh, absolutely. And I don't know if you put in your email address, but if you did, you'll see another page pop up and it might have three boxes on there where you can click something. Oh yeah. Click here for free screening. I'm getting Uh, paid for those, James. Those are not my reports. Those are third-party reports that every time somebody clicks on that, I get paid. That helps me monetize the cost of my my media purchasing. Now, now, David, are you getting paid per click or are you getting paid Per, per impression yes. or paid per me signing up for something. So I'm getting paid there. If you click yes on all right, three right. boxes, I get 
we'll just say $3. Yes on two, I get $2. Yes on one, I get $1. And you don't have to click any. And you just click submit and continue and you move on. So now, so that's not, that's still, that's like an ad. And one mm-hmm. level further than that, which I think is uh, infinitely more valuable is uh, what's called an affiliate deal. So one of these boxes that you have here, I could click here for a newsletter about crypto. And if I then sign up for that newsletter about crypto and it's all tracked, so everybody trusts each other, the software to do this tracking. If I click there, then um, you might get paid 80% of first year, the first year subscription costs because they know they're going to take that, that email name that just signed up and maybe upsell them to a more expensive newsletter. So like what's an, an example affiliate deal? So an affiliate deal in the financial front-end newsletter, that $50 newsletter that you were talking about, if somebody clicks on that link and buys it from my website, I get between $80 on the low end and $150 on the high end for that $50 purchase. Right. So just as an example, uh, my free email newsletter has affiliate deals on them, and I approve them. I uh, I don't have any deals with newsletters I don't approve of, but that the free part of the business, I think in the best year, made uh, $2 million in earnings. So those affiliate deals are much more profitable than ads, than just basic ads. And David, how, how would you say you find the best affiliate deals? You want to you always link to the affiliate deals that are working for others, and then you throw them on your free newsletter, and it's a good source of income. Exactly right. You, you, you learn everything you can about the vertical you're in. You see the ads that are out there. You, then you either reach directly out to that company or you go through a broker. Um, and there's brokers that, that broker all the ads. And they'll so take a small cut. Up, even if I set up a, a free newsletter on Substack and I build up to you know, 10,000 free subscribers, I can still reach out, uh, do affiliate deals for these front ends and put one or two on once per week. and you know, how much did you say you, you make on an affiliate deal right now, say? Yeah, on a front-end affiliate deal, we get between 80 and $150 per sale on there. So we make a lot of money on it, a lot. I, I don't want to say Substack will let you put an affiliate ad in their newsletter, only because I don't know that. So I hate to say you can do it, only because we don't work in Substack. And I, I you know, I don't want to mislead somebody by saying you could do it, but um, right. you and can I- write your own create your own. And if you're that sophisticated to start doing affiliates, then, then it, it might be time to just go ahead and host your own newsletter and start sending it out. Well, and also there's ways, like, let's say, let's say, David, I really liked your Canna Reads uh, or some other newsletter that, that you, know, you had, and let's say you were charging for it. I could interview you or write about it. It could be real editorial content and I, and I click, but people click through to it using an affiliate link that you get from the affiliate. So if it's part of the content, it seems harder to kind of say no affiliate deals. Yeah, totally agree. A lot of people, and I'm not talking about a little, a lot write me asking about what is going on in this economy. What would you do, James, if you were just starting out Everybody's been working remotely and there's so much uncertainty and so much craziness, how to make money in this crazy time. So I've been spending a lot of time each day looking at side hustles, calling up my friends who have who against every, they have all the disadvantages you could imagine. And yet they still make a ton of money working at home. Even in the case I'm about to describe millions. So you might remember my friend, John Morrow. This guy has had a lot of disadvantages. He's had a hard life. I've been fortunate enough to call him friend, and I really just love this guy. He's been on the podcast. He's one of the most successful writers online. He figured out how to make six figures just from writing. In fact, if you know his story, he even had to turn down all the medical benefits that were being promised him because of the condition he's in. He's paralyzed from the neck down. He's had to turn away medical benefits while he was just getting started because he had so much confidence in his ability to make money online, but he couldn't make money from both sources. So he figured out how to make six figures 
just from his writing. Now he's teaching people all over the globe how he did it. I know many of these students. It works. Imagine being able to charge $5,000 per post. That's what John has figured out how to do, that and much more. I know this because I've been a columnist at the New York Post, the Wall Street Journal, the Financial Times, many other newspapers. That's more than we were all making. And now for a limited time, he's giving away a free class about how to do it. I encourage you take the class while it's free. It's all about the new way to make six figures as a freelance writer, starting out making $200 a post and then scaling to $1,000 per post or beyond. You can get the whole thing and you only get it for free by going to this URL. And this is because John and I are friends. We worked out this deal. Go to smartblogger.com slash James. You got to use my name, smartblogger.com slash James. That's smartblogger.com slash James. I've seen the training. I know John, he is the most honest, sincere person you will ever meet. And this is a truly unique course. It's for free. Grab it while you can. Smartblogger.com slash James. David, you started to mention that at some point people evolve from a hosting service like Substack to having their own platform. Maybe they use MailChimp or AWeber or what's another email service that where you can host email lists? Bluehost is another one. These are much more complicated to set up, which is why I like Substack. But at some point, if you're thinking to yourself, okay, I want to have a free newsletter. I want to have a subscription newsletter that's fairly cheap. And then I want to start setting up backend newsletters. Best practices are upsells and downsells. So when somebody signs up for your free newsletter, they might right away get an upsell, which is, why don't you sign up for our four pay newsletter where we give you more details on Apple's chips and the stocks involved in Apple. And then there might even be a downsell, like, oh, you didn't want to buy the, you know, you go to the, you go to that ad for the front end newsletter, or you go to the landing page for the front end newsletter, you don't hit subscribe, but you're leaving. There might be a downsell, like a window that pops up that says, okay, you don't want to hear about all the chips for Apple but here's a, a detailed report on you know, how, how Apple usually does, how the stock usually does after every earnings announcement or something like that. And so that might be just $10. So again, every part of the process, so then when you, go for, when you have a front end and you're advertising your back end, even that will have an upsell and a downsell. The upsell might be, hey, as long as you're doing this, go towards uh, our you know, high end, we'll send you, you, we'll have a coaching room that you can go to a chat room where, where we talk about Apple trades all day long and that costs you $1,000 a year. And then the downsell might be, okay, you're not interested in that, but for, for $200, you could have a lifetime subscription to the front, the, the, the basic newsletter that you're already a subscriber for. And so, you know, you get for two years subscription, you get to subscribe for life, stuff like that. It's like kind of a best practices. It's perfect. And one of the things, James, is we've seen it evolve over the years is it's all on the internet now. Everything you mentioned in best practices, tools, everything is so easy to find on the internet, and it's really almost free. Um, the, the tools that you can hook up to your website to do all these kind of things, they're phenomenal nowadays. Um, we use Zapier to do so many things. What a wonderful company that is. It connects different tools together, the APIs from companies. They're just fantastic now. The education, the tools, everything literally are almost free nowadays. Yeah. And again, I really like the idea that the topic universe of acceptable subscription newsletters has expanded. Again, like five or six years ago, I don't know if I would have paid for anything other than a stock investment newsletter or, uh, you know, like a diet newsletter or a, a, an exceptional persuasion newsletter. But now we've mentioned a, a bunch of topics. There's also aggregating topics. And again, it's important. You can, you can validate ideas in many ways. We mentioned Quora.com or posting on Facebook and seeing what ideas get the most engagement. But these are also marketing tools as well. So how do you get customers? So several ways to get customers ranging from, you know, you do a Facebook ad with a giveaway like, oh, see my special report on Apple for free if you sign up for my free email newsletter list. And you know that some people in your free list will eventually, you'll be able to monetize towards a subscription list. So you could put up a, a, a paid for Facebook ad on Facebook combined with a giveaway that you give away for free to get subscribers for either a free newsletter or a cheaper subscription newsletter. And I think very few people 
you know, outside the newsletter industry who are starting up basic newsletters even think about advertising their subscription newsletter. But Facebook ads is the first thing that comes to mind. You can also do affiliate deals with other big email lists like David was describing before. What are some other best practices for finding customers or finding subscribers even for a free newsletter? Yeah, so um, what we do mostly, bundling is a good way to go. So if you can bundle with somebody, and, and like we did, James, if you remember, and I'm sure you do, back at the very beginning, we gave away 92% of the revenue to our partner company the first year. Yeah. We had to because they had such a large email list. And so it was worth it to us to give away most of the money the first year and then get that person as a customer and then the second year sell them our products there. So remember, you might have to do that at the beginning. So like if David, if you had an email list about people interested in in crypto and I was starting my first crypto newsletter on Substack, I could say to you, David, we'll do an affiliate deal. Can you advertise my newsletter on your free newsletter or your front, whatever it is, your front end newsletter or wherever, and we'll track it using software. Whatever customer for my newsletter who comes from your newsletter, I'll give you 80% of the revenues the first year, 90% of the revenues, 100%. And the idea is I'll get 100% of the revenues when they renew, or I'll get 100% of the revenues if they sign up for a higher price product or other products that I offer. So that's the basic idea. Exactly right. That's a great way to get started if you can, if you can do those. And our first partner had 2 million uh, subscribers on their free newsletter. And very loyal subscribers. And, and it panned out right away. It worked out well for us. It hurt the first year. We saw all that revenue come in and we gave most of it away. But again, like you said, in year three, it was a $60 million business. Yeah. And it was, we were still doing a lot of affiliate deals for that 60. So we were, give, we were always giving away all our revenues. But, <laughs> but we never, I don't think we've ever had a month not profitable. Uh, yeah, not a quarter for sure. Maybe a month for some weird reason, but quarter by quarter, we were always growing and profitable. And, and I think also, um, you know, again, if you're, if you're getting a lot of engagement and a lot of followers on Quora or Reddit or Facebook or wherever, you can always throw at the end of your answers like, hey, if you like this topic, you like my answer, uh, get my special report, which covers all the other angles of this topic. Go Click here. When they go there, in order to get the special report, they have to sign up for your free email newsletter. So that's kind of the, just the basic way to build up your free list. And that's, that's probably, I can't even remember, but that's probably the way I built up. I think I gave away a book or something for, on, to get people to go to my free email list. Like I gave a, a Kindle book or a PDF book. Um, yeah, try to give away something that you deliver electronically so there's no real cost to it at that point to you instead of having to physically mail something to somebody at first. Yeah, so always think about what kind of giveaways. Like, here's another way to build up a free newsletter, which was very valuable. So this is a, a software product called King Sumo. Uh, if you just Google King Sumo, K-N-G-S-U-M-O, uh, I don't know if it's .com or whatever, but they help you set up contests. So maybe I might give away uh, my 20 favorite books to five people who sign up for the contest. Well, the way you sign up for the contest is, you click, I tweet out a link, hey, contest, get my 20 favorite entrepreneur books. You click on that link, you sign up uh, to, for my email newsletter, and now you're, a, now you're a new subscriber of my free newsletter and you have one entry into my giveaway contest where I'm giving away my 20 favorite books. But now you also get a link where if you tweet out that link and say, hey, sign up for this contest and get James's 20 favorite books, Anybody who uses your link to sign up for my free email newsletter, they get an entry, but you get five more entries and they get their own special link and so on. So that's a way to make a free email list go viral combined with a giveaway, combined with a contest. So that's inside game, I think, on, in the newsletter business. I don't see any of the Substack or newer newsletters doing that, but that's a best practices as well, something like that. Yeah, it's a great one. I think, I think it's Noah Kagan's company, James, and I think it's, uh, his company now is called Sumo, I believe, is what that is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we knew him as AppSumo. I think their company name is Sumo, S-U-M-O. But I think the specific product that organizes those contests is called King Sumo. Correct, under, under the Sumo. So I don't know if there's a kingsumo.com or anything like that, but Sumo yeah. is the company. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I think we use that. We grew my 30,000-person 30, 30, email list to 
just using those King Sumos to 150, 160,000 in the first couple of contests we did. We did 75,000 new names on it the first time we did one. Um, and then I think about 50,000 the second time we did one. It worked really, really well. Yeah. And they were just as loyal, by the way. Oh, they were great. Yeah. They had, well, my cle- you would think that somebody would enter the contest and if they didn't win, they would stop. Uh, they would just unsubscribe from your free newsletter. But the newsletter was free. And as long as you're still providing, you always have to provide value. No business is BS. You have to provide value. And you should always remember that 99% of your value, you should probably give away for free. Uh, Like your free newsletter is your most valuable resource because that's going to have the largest number of names. And then your, yes, your, your free newsletter can make money through ads or through affiliate deals. But, and your subscription newsletters makes money through subscription or, or backend has higher subscription or bundle has even higher subscription. But always focus on delivering value to as many names as possible. And that's what the free newsletter. And so as you're, if you're providing value, those King Sumos will be in a great resource for adding names. So we talked about King Sumo, adding value to your social media content, doing a giveaway and offering that in your social media or doing Facebook ads or doing affiliate deals with other big lists so that you can get a huge number of names either for your subscription newsletter or your free newsletter. So that's a bunch of different ways to, uh, uh, and always through all of that, you, you have to do giveaways. Everything has to have giveaways. So you always have to do something a little bit extra to, to get people in there because they haven't seen your newsletter yet. So you want to just show them something. Two other companies. One is Viral Loops. That also does this kind of uh, uh, free viral loops. And then there's another one called spark loop app. And oh, I got I those from, from Dylan, my son, who, who really handles all this for us. So I can click on them here. I've got them right here. So viral dash loops.com. And what does Zapier do? Zapier is like an, if this, then that type of company. Okay. So it's like helps with upsells and downsells. Yeah. And it automates everything. Somebody signs up for something. It'll take that name, put it on a an email list like in Bluehost or Active Campaign, or something, and then send them something. It just automates so many steps for you. It's really just a great, great uh, tool to so that you don't have to hire a whole bunch of people to just do menial tasks. Right. So, so just in 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 summary on the you know difference between free front end back end, free newsletter is the basic newsletter. You want to get as many subscribers as possible. I just described a bunch of ways to do. Customer acquisition, they always involve a giveaway, but there's four or five different ways to get customers for your free newsletter. King Sumo probably being the best, but also adding, uh, doing a giveaway on your related to your social media content. Front end newsletter might be a cheaper subscription newsletter. And then back end newsletter is like a big high priced one. For me personally, I like the idea of a business that just does a free newsletter and figures out different ways to monetize the customers you get, either through affiliate deals or other opportunities. Definitely the companies that make a billion in revenues do front ends and back ends and bundles and upsells and downsells. Uh, but here's something new, which I don't see a lot of companies do, which is to combine a free newsletter with a for pay online community. So I can say, oh, here's my newsletter. Here's my free newsletter. I'm going to send it out three times a week about podcasts. So it might be how to do a podcast or it might be here are the best podcasts this week I'm listening to or here's how to find guests for podcasts or here's how to market your podcast. So all these are potential topics within my free podcasting newsletter and that's free. But then I offer, hey, if you want to join 2,000 other members of the podcasting community that subscribes to my newsletter, here's James's podcast community and that's on Facebook and it's going to cost you $500 a year, something like that. And I think community is in an underrepresented part in the, in the newsletter industry, I think. Totally agree. Uh, we see a lot of that happening. We've not done it yet. See, I, that's, you haven't done it yet. No, I think it's a great idea. In the financial, you have to be careful because of its recommendations and it's a little bit regulated and stuff. But in almost any other category, I think it's a fantastic idea. Yeah. By the way, I wouldn't even recommend do an investment newsletter. I think there's a lot better ideas out there. Like for instance, doing a newsletter about side hustles, I'd certainly uh, buy it. You know, and just in terms of community, there's a there's a site trends.co, which is itself a subscription newsletter, and I'm gonna share a, a tiny, tiny portion of their content. They reposted how Harley Davidson has a strong community, and they give a bunch of 
kind of best practices for building a strong community. And by the way, we know at least one guy, uh, John Lee Dumas. He's a podcaster, doesn't have a newsletter, but he has a great podcaster community called Podcasters Paradise. I think uh, he charges $2,000 to join Podcasters Paradise, something like that. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and he's got thousands of subscribers. Thousands. Is, and he does uh, uh, conferences when you can, and people go away around the world, and they all meet together, and they love that community. Is, uh, is Trends the one that came off of The Hustle? Yeah. Yeah. So The Hustle started as a, as a free, grew to really large, and then to monetize it, created this Trends.co, maybe? Um, yeah, Trends.co. And I think they charge, yeah. I'm, I think they charge like $300. Yeah, not cheap. And it's, growing. it's not cheap. But by the way, $300, this is something you told me maybe five years ago, $300, and I've actually conveyed this to them, $300 is sort of like dead man's land a little bit. Uh, You know, it's not quite cheap. So people who are in the market for a cheap newsletter aren't going to buy it. And it's not quite expensive. And there there could have been a huge market for this at $1,000. And instead, all the people who would have paid $1,000 are paying $300. So they're probably leaving money on the table at $300. You just have to be careful where you price things. I think you made a great point about money, and that is don't be afraid to charge, don't be afraid to push the limits, and don't be afraid to test your, your pricing. So $10 yeah, testing a month, is everything. Yeah, $10 a month for people might be great, but why not try 20 and see what happens? You can, you can also do your newsletter at 20, same newsletter on Substack or anywhere else, see what you're getting at $20 a month. Yeah, and, and you also have to figure out your goals. Is your goals number of members? Is your goals maximize subscription dollars or is your goal to kind of seed people for other products and higher end products and and so on. So again, that's why I like free because that's where you get the most subscribers and you, and you have a chance to build the biggest community and decide what you want to do with those readers. And again, this always assumes you're providing great content so they become loyal to, to the brand of the newsletter. But in terms of what Harley Davidson does, I'll just quickly read off what they have. They have great content, which we've talked about. They have connection. So there's, and when you have a community, whoever moderates the community needs to make efforts to introduce members to the community, uh, build connections between people in the community and so on. They have events like David, you just mentioned with podcasters paradise, they have events either online or in person. Like maybe there's a special Facebook live they'll have or they'll they'll have a great podcaster uh, come and give a talk to the community. They'll have uh, member visibility. So if someone in Podcasters Paradise happens to have a great guest on that week, they'll do a little post, hey, everyone check out James's podcast with Andrew Yang or whatever. They'll have perks. So there's benefits to joining the community. So I don't know if John does this, but for Podcasters Paradise, oh, anybody member of Podcasters Paradise can get 10% off a solid state logic. There could be uh, swag, like a t-shirt. Oh, I'm, you know, the Podcasters Paradise world tour. Or, and there could be gamification. So you could kind of rank everybody by how much they are engaged with the community. And people love any kind of, they get dopamine from gamification. So, uh, you know, just use those as best practices for forming a community. Again, I would probably open up the community for free at first and then play around with business models and ways to, to monetize it. Although I believe John just immediately charged for that. That was a, a good uh, 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 service that he provided. So I think this is kind of the best practices for start. Oh, we haven't talked about copywriting or, or the, the nuances of marketing a newsletter, but that'll be another topic. I think copywriting is a topic all unto itself. But suffice to say, if, if I have a Facebook ad which says, hey, check out my Apple stock options newsletter, you'll click on it and you, you'll land on a landing page which has kind of a big letter about why my newsletter might be the best. And there's techniques called copywriting, which believe me, they work. They're about 10 times better than if you're not using copywriting techniques. And I've tested this out. So it's, we'll do a copywriting course on a separate Side Hustle Fridays. But uh, I, I would say for me personally, and David, maybe you, you disagree. If I was going to set up a newsletter from scratch right now, I would probably do free and I would probably do it on Substack. I'd probably do some giveaways on social media, maybe later on, not at first, but maybe later on, a King Sumo. And again, I would just focus on quality content. And probably I would want to send out a free newsletter three times a week. I notice a lot of these guys are just once a week. I think three times a week at least is best practice. 
you nailed it exactly. And and one of the things we used to talk about for the podcast, remember, was quality, content, consistency. So if you're going to send it three times a week, send it three times a week. If they think they're going to get it and they're used to getting it on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, send it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. They're looking for it. If you don't send that Wednesday one, they're going to look for somebody else's. So um, just be consistent in what you're doing. Put out the best quality you can. And really, I would do the same, James. I'd go on Substack and I'd get started because you're going to get better every time you write, you push out a one. And uh, you said it all the time, James, if you're not kind of scared to hit send and you haven't pushed it hard enough, you haven't worked hard enough at it. So really pour your heart out. Yeah. And again, just on topics for a free newsletter, you don't have to worry as much about topics. Like my free newsletter, I would write insane stuff, the most insane outlandish things that nobody else would publish, but I was able to publish it because it was my own newsletter. Free newsletter, you could have a broad topic like I did, which was broadly about my experiences of coming back from failure and and who I learned from, famous or otherwise, and my experiences, both good and bad in entrepreneurship. There was no reason not to, you always want to give people a lot of reasons to read something. So the storytelling was good. The the advice I learned was good. The techniques I would give were were hopefully good and maybe they'd be a little funny. So there was a lot of reasons to share. There was a lot of reasons to like something and it was a free newsletter. So what could you lose? And then occasionally I would do Q and A's uh, I started a free podcast. So in the, the podcast and the free newsletter worked hand in hand together. Uh, so there's, again, this is just best practices. And then once you build up a good size newsletter, free newsletter, and again, you could use substack.com, you could use MailChimp, you could use AWeber, you could use any of these services. But I, I think substack.com has got it right for the simple newsletter uh, and probably Ghost does as well. Then you could start thinking about the other things we talked about, front ends, back ends, uh, bundles, upsells, downsells, more sophisticated ideas with customer acquisition, um, you know, building an online community, which actually you might want to do with the free newsletter, thinking about copywriting, thinking about affiliate deals. There's, there's so many uh, uh, ways to build up, but the key is provide value, start off with a free newsletter, tell all your friends, write stuff that, that you could share, validate ideas maybe by posting first on, on Quora or, or your Facebook and see how much engagement you get and, and see what people like. And then you could always repost it on your newsletter. And is there anything else I'm, I'm missing there? No, I think one of the best ways to do it is start it and then send James what you started and he'll tell the world. Yeah, yeah. On a side hustle Fridays, I'll do a special section where I'll announce newsletters that people have started and, and I'll check them all out and I'll, I'll, I'll refer to articles that, you, that you've written. And, and again, for me personally, that's how I would start. And maybe I would monetize with affiliate ads occasionally in the newsletter, or maybe a, a, a for-pay community. Um, how would, David, how would you start, if you're starting from scratch, how would you st- go about starting a newsletter business right now? I would start the way you started, James. I would write for free for a while. That's yeah. really what I would do. And I would build an audience. Because the audience for you, the reason we were able to be so successful in year one was it was really year four. And I don't expect people to wait for four years to monetize at a, at, by any means. But you wrote for three years for free. And when you finally, begrudgingly, asked somebody to buy something from you, they opened their wallet like crazy because you had given so much to them for so long. So just give people for a while. Yeah, and, and we were still giving value. Like they trusted that we were still giving 100%, value. You didn't change. You didn't change at all and stuff. You added things to it. They still got your free newsletter. was still free, always was, always will be. You gave them the same. You just said, I'm going to do something more, a little different, and I have to hire a staff to do this. And so I'm going to charge for it. And people were happy to pay it and happy to continue and renew each year and everything. So start for a while, start writing, hone your skill a little bit, and then just start asking some people to pay and, and ask for $5 a month, $10 a month. Just give it a try and see what happens. Listen to the feedback and, uh, and just keep going at it. Again, it's not, uh, it's not going to be this giant business day one, but I think if you look at it six months from now, you'll be really shocked in what you've accomplished. Yeah, because there's so many ways. There's so many spokes to that wheel. And, and one more question, David, because I, I always value your opinion on these things. What Other than, of course, my newsletter, what's your must-read newsletter each day? What do, you, what do you have to read each day? Oh, my gosh, James. It's hard. I, well, uh, I probably read Morning Brew. Yeah, I was going to say, I read Morning Brew and I read The Hustle. 
yeah, the hustle's really good. 1440, I read. I read a lot of I read 1440. Yeah, because we're in a lot of, of areas and I'm constantly reading the affiliate stuff. But uh, I, I enjoy uh, Morning Brew when it comes. I think they do a really great analysis. They have a very lighthearted touch on it. They're good at it. Um, and now look what they've done. They have uh, retail brew and business brew. And you know they have about five or six different. They have a Sunday one called Light Brew that you have to... Here's a great idea. What they did is they said, if you refer enough customers to us, three or five customers, you get Sunday Light Brew for free. Oh, that's interesting. And so they did something there and you can only get it if I don't you think I get that. customers. Ah, you haven't referred enough customers to them. And every once in a while, like this Sunday, they'd opened it up to everybody for free. So they'd let people see what it is. And so it entices uh-huh. people to say, oh, I really like this. I'm going to send it to my friend and see if they like it. So they do a great job. Good one to copy from. So look, uh, I, this is the first episode of Side Hustle Fridays as usual with me, I know my audio engineer is uh, sick of this. I always say, don't worry, Jay, it's always going to be, it's only going to be a 15 minute podcast. And I think we went for over an hour. And, um, but if you have uh, any questions, uh, feel free to text me at 203-590-8607. I will answer all questions either through texting or through another episode. And, you know, at some point down the road, I'll do another newsletters one, which incorporates some of these other ideas. And maybe next week I'll do copywriting or I don't know, there's a whole bunch of ideas I've been thinking of, but newsletters is, is, is a great uh, business to start in, particularly now if you've been laid off or furloughed and you want to start pursuing uh, what you love and, and, and creating content around what you love. The newsletter business is just a, a wonderful, super profitable business. And thank you so much, David, for, for joining and, and, uh, enhancing everybody's knowledge here because I didn't. I don't really know all the details. Thanks, James. Pleasure, and uh, we'll talk in a day or so. Excellent. Bye now. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.